Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Empathy. Ow, I just kicked my desk. Is This is Empathy is Badass, where you don't have to be an ass to be a badass. My name is Alyssa. My mission is to help my fellow humans harness the power of empathy, compassion, and kindness. After a long series of unfortunate events in my teens and 20s, I had an epiphany. Being negative and unhappy was a huge waste of my life. I felt trapped in a mindset that no longer served me and I wanted out. So I got uncomfortable, vulnerable, and questioned everything I thought I knew. I confronted my past and focused on my present. I tried, I failed, I learned, I healed, I forgave myself and others, and I found my way out. I found true, unconditional happiness at rock bottom, and I haven't looked back since. I realized I was never being punished, I was being prepared for a time in my life when I would look back and be amazed with how far I had come. Turn your pain into power and embrace your most authentic and badass self. We'll talk about how to heal, grow, and let the bullshit go. There is no secret sauce that will transform your mindset or your life overnight, but listening to this podcast might help just a little bit. Be patient with yourself, trust in the process, and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Thank you so much for supporting the show and listening. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for, the episode. So, on today's episode, we are going to be talking about the shame and the guilt that people with chronic illnesses can feel sometimes when it comes to just being alive and living with a chronic illness or an autoimmune disease or anything health-wise that really affects your day-to-day life, it can hold a lot of shame and guilt for the person experiencing it that isn't talked about as often as I feel like it should be. And it's something that I had never really experienced until recently when I found out that I have, you know, something health-wise going on, and since I found that out a few months ago, I've been experiencing a lot of symptoms that are affecting my day-to-day life, and I've had to stop doing things that I was able to do before, and I've had to change my eating habits, and just what I do on a day-to-day basis, I haven't been able to work for almost two months now because the pain and other symptoms kind of associated with what I have going on are so severe at this point that I'm not able to get through a full day of work. And so I have been (laughs) trying to work through those emotions and, you know, perspective changes on my own, but I figured what better way to try to connect with another human being than record myself talking to myself (laughs) about it and put it out there for people to listen to. So I haven't really talked about my health situation very much just because it's something that is still so new to me and I'm really trying to research and understand and be my own best advocate and I have surgery scheduled in just a few weeks to 
get a biopsy of this situation <laughs> that I have going on done. That way I can know for sure, hopefully, what I have going on. And then at that point, I'll definitely kind of share that experience in and of itself, depending on what the results kind of show. So I'm really trying my best to not jump to any conclusions, especially since I don't have you know, a 100% accurate diagnosis of this is what you have going on. But what I can say is that the health issues that I have affecting me right now are affecting me every single day. And so it went from something that occasionally would kind of flare up and would make me feel really bad to every single day, depending on the dietary and environmental choices and kind of mental health choices that I'm making it's affecting my day-to-day life and based on those decisions I can either have really good days or really bad days sometimes and one of the feelings that has kind of come up for me over this time is the shame and almost guilt that I feel for just being sick some days and what I mean by that is your body when you're sick there are so many times when it's going to tell you hey, you need to rest. You're doing too much. You're doing the most. I know that you have a long list of things to do today, but we really need you to rest right now. That's me, your body, talking to you, your your human brain. And sometimes when you do take that time to rest and recover because your body is telling you that you need it, I know that I start to feel guilty because I'm not being productive because the society that we live in right now is very productivity based. You're supposed to be doing and creating and earning all of the time. And so for me, when all of this first started happening a few months ago, I felt just sick to my stomach, you know, because I was sick, but also at the thought of being lazy. And I think it's important for me to acknowledge that the word lazy is just, it's just like a very negative word in my vocabulary because when I was growing up, it was always very instilled in me that laziness is basically how you are just not successful as a person. And if you are lazy and if you're not always trying and always working and busting your ass 24 7 then that laziness is going to take over and you're going to be a failure. <laughs> and I know that's really harsh, but that is kind of the mentality that was that was around when I was growing up. And so I, you know, worked 60-hour work weeks through college to, you know, put myself through. I've worked 40 hours or over pretty much from the time I turned, you know, 18 and I had a job when I was 15 because again, you know, productivity and being in the workforce and contributing to the world was very important in my upbringing. And that's what I was taught. And so this is the first time in my entire existence that I know of and really in my entire adult life when my body has had something so drastic going on that I really don't have any choice but to slow down. And if I try to ignore my body and do all of the things that I would normally do, and be as active as I normally am, it doesn't retaliate against me, but it keeps telling me, hey, what you're doing is not okay, and it's making me feel worse. And so the shame associated with that for me definitely comes from, you know, kind of the mentalities that were instilled in me when I was younger, but it also just comes from my own negative self-talk. And I guess what I mean by that is, 
most of us, or some of us, I'm still not 100% sure if everyone has <laughs> this voice, but a lot of us have this internal monologue that's almost always going on. So, you know, narrating kind of our day-to-day life, our existence, our thoughts. It's just kind of, you know, our, our thought process, basically. What's going on up there? And for me, unfortunately, <laughs> sometimes, if I'm being honest, more than I would like, more than what I would like my baseline to be, a lot of the time, I'm not very nice to myself in my own brain. And my self-talk can get really negative, especially if I feel like I'm not fulfilling this productivity requirement that I've set for myself. Because something that's hard for me to kind of sit back and think about sometimes is no one truly is really setting this bar for me. If you're at work, sure, your boss or your manager might be giving you goals and timelines and those things are very important because it, you know, it's a business deadline and it helps your business stay on track. But when it comes to your personal life, you know, maybe you have a husband or a wife or a partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, son, daughter, someone in your family or in your life that's helping you and encouraging you or helping set those goals for you. But at the end of the day, no one is forcing you to keep a very high level of go, go, go productivity all the time. And we're taught to believe that if we have that level of productivity all the time, it's going to amount to success no matter what. It's that hustle mentality that's kind of been debated over the last few years because no matter what, it's important to recognize that if you want success, if you want money, nice things, a lot of the times if that's just not the background you come from, you are going to have to bust your ass for it. But I think where we kind of go wrong is how we're managing our time in that process. Because if you're spending 20 hours a day, five days in a row, hustling and grinding and working towards this level of success that you want to achieve, you're going to burn out because you're not taking care of your body. And even if you're a 100% healthy individual, you have to sleep, you have to eat, you have to rest and take time to reset your mind because if you're not doing those things maybe you won't suffer the consequences of that now but eventually it will catch up to you and so I've really had to work on reminding myself that I am doing the absolute best that I can today if I wake up and I don't feel good but I still get out of bed and I still put on a pair of pants and if I you know go into the world even once or even if I don't as long as I've made the effort to be a living, breathing human and fight through that discomfort and that pain, then I'm doing my best. And that doesn't mean that I'm fighting through it all day and I'm pushing myself and pushing myself and I'm saying, oh, I'm really not that sick. I'm just feeling sorry for myself because it's a really hard kind of gray area between understanding and listening to what your body needs and respecting when it needs rest and rejuvenation, so to speak, but also not letting yourself fall into this mentality of, oh, I'm sick. And so like almost using that as an internal excuse to not accomplish things for yourself. And I know that could kind of sound a little bit fishy because you're like, well, but, you know, if people are sick, they're sick and, you know, they they have a right to feel a little bit sorry for themselves and do not get me wrong. I feel sorry for myself 
all of the time, even unintentionally. Like sometimes I really just have this perspective when I'm having a very, very hard and painful day of like, why is this happening to me? You know, what did I do to deserve this? What did I do wrong? And I think that slowly but surely I'm realizing that that perspective is not going to get me anywhere because if I spend all of my time feeling sorry for myself instead of helping myself, I'm just going to keep falling deeper and deeper into this hole. So instead of feeling sorry for myself, I feel proud of myself. If I can accomplish two things during the day, even if it's the most tiny, what might be unimportant to other people, if I can have accomplishments throughout the day, then I'm proud of myself and I have positive self-talk, sometimes even out loud, or I'll share with my boyfriend or, you know, you can share with your mom or your partner, your family, whoever, and say, hey, guess what I did today? And even just saying it out loud sometimes helps reinforce in your brain, like, you know what? Like, you got out of bed today. You freaking go. Like, you put on your shoes. You went outside. You stood up. All of those things to some people might seem really unimportant and irrelevant or just, you know, so small in the scheme of things. But if you have a chronic illness or an autoimmune disease or if you're going through some sort of medical treatment where you just don't feel good a lot of the times, you have this perspective shift of how much those little things can matter when they're the only things that you can control. And so that kind of leads me into my next point of understanding what is and is not in your control when you're going through some sort of sickness. And I know that when I first found out that I had something happening, there was a lot of, there was a few days when I kind of spent questioning, what did I do wrong to cause this to happen? Or is there something I could have done differently so that this wouldn't happen? And I spent a few, I mean, quite a few days just blaming myself, honestly, and feeling like I had to have done something either karmically or physically or, you know, dietary-wise to cause this to happen to me. But what I realized is that me spending time wondering those questions that I'll probably never have answers to is not getting me anywhere. It's not productive, it's self-sabotaging, and it's just making myself feel more of that guilt and shame. And so instead of staying in that mindset of what did I do to deserve this or what did I do wrong, I started thinking about what I could do right. So, okay, I know that I at least have this going on or this is a symptom I have or this is something that is making me struggle right now. So what can I do to help myself get through that, whether it be, you know, something as simple as a heating pad for the pain or making sure that you're staying on track with your diet and not eating the things that, you know, irritate whatever you have going on just because they're comforting to you. It's really hard because when you feel sick all the time, you want to be comforted. You want something or someone or words of encouragement that are going to comfort you and make everything okay. And so, I know for me it was really hard because, you know, one of the things I can control is my diet and what I'm eating and putting into my body. And I've started to learn what makes it worse, like what makes me have a harder, more painful, less energetic day, 
or what makes it better. And so I had to kind of ask myself, do I want, you know, this junk food, this processed food, this sugar food enough to feel shitty, honestly, for an entire day because I knew that when I ate those things, I felt like shit just the entire rest of the day. And I knew that when I ate it, but I was telling myself at that time, well, you're sick, so you deserve to have something nice. Have some gummies. Like, you really want some gummies, right? That'll, but like, it didn't change anything. Like, me eating those gummies, Lifesavers chewy gummies, only made me feel worse. It did not make me feel better. It did not make me feel comforted. It made me feel sick for the rest of the day. And so, when I kind of had that moment of realization with myself of I'm doing some things out of comfort and not really truly what's doing best for, or, you know, doing what's best for myself, it got a little bit harder to feel so sorry for myself because how can I feel sorry for myself if I'm not doing everything that I can control to help myself get through this situation? So I literally sat down and wrote a list, you know, pen and paper, the good old-fashioned way, of all of the things that were in my control. My diet is in my control, my exercise routine is in my control, my mindset is for the most part within my control. Sure, there are environmental factors that can affect that, but at the end of the day, you are in control of your mind and what perspective you choose to have. And so when I started to, you know, notate and really get a list of all of the things I could control, it gave me back some of my power because a lot of the times when you're going from doctor to doctor and nobody can really tell you what's going on or they can't find a diagnosis or you're going through testing after treatment after diagnostic and blood work and they're poking you and you just feel like a guinea pig at certain points there's so many times when you you just kind of want to give up and stop being your own best advocate because you feel like no one's hearing me no one's listening so i might as well just you know, give in to what's going on. But when you take back your power and you remind yourself that, okay, I can't, you know, I don't have all of the medical knowledge in the world, so I can't control that I don't have a diagnosis right now, but there are scholarly articles on the internet. And even if I'm not a doctor, and even if I don't know all of the things, knowledge is my power. And so if I do what I can to research what I know, and help myself based on what I find to work for myself, that is the most powerful thing you can do to give yourself back control and power and stop feeling so much shame and guilt. And I also kind of realized that the longer that I hold on to those feelings, I'm internalizing them as well as just you know, replaying them through my thought process all the time. And science has shown that what you think and how you feel about yourself, it affects the way that you feel physically. And so if I was so stressed about what's going on, I don't have an answer, none of these doctors know anything, I would get myself so stressed to the point of physically hurting. I would get headaches or panic attacks or be nauseous because I was overwhelming myself with this anxiety of the unknown. And so one of the things that has been exponentially important to me is just finding out truly what I have control over 
and learning as much as I can about it because the next time I go to a doctor or a specialist or whatever the case may be, if I have information for them, they don't know everything either. And so sometimes if you say something, it might spark something in them that goes, oh yeah, I remember learning about that. Let me look into that for you because this experience has also (laughs) taught me kind of that unfortunately, even if you're a doctor, a medical professional, I mean, my boyfriend is in medical school right now, and I just, I am not a fan of doctors. Like, I don't really, I haven't up until this point gone to the doctor very much. I've been so, quote-unquote, healthy, and so being thrust into this world of medical professionals, I was kind of under the the definitely not true perspective or impression that they just knew everything. Like, You go in, you tell them your symptoms, boom, diagnosis, done. Because I had never experienced something that was kind of (laughs) a little abstract to make them scratch their heads and go, hmm, well, it could be this or this or this or this. And so that was so frustrating to me because I was trying to have empathy for them and understand that, you know, nobody can know everything. We're all just humans. It doesn't matter how long you go to school for, but also being frustrated because if they don't know, if they can't help me, then who's left? And that's the moment that I realized that it's me. I'm the one that's left because at the end of the day, even my boyfriend, my mom, my family, no one cares more about my well-being than me. And if that's not true, it needs to become true because you can't stand up for yourself and fight for yourself and be your own best advocate if you don't care about getting better and being your own best advocate. So the last point I want to touch on, and honestly kind of the reason that I wanted to sit down and record this episode anyway, is the guilt of having or making new friends or even involving family members in your illness or disorder or, you know, treatment or whatever it is that you have going on. And this has definitely been one of the things that I've had to kind of just sit with by myself a lot and really think think through how I feel about it, if that makes sense. Really kind of just process and try to understand why I felt the way I did and what I could do about it. And So a little backstory, my boyfriend and I moved to a new state. We moved to Arizona about six months ago. And when we moved here, that is when I started to experience the bulk of these debilitating symptoms. So, you know, pain so severe to where I couldn't get up, stand, or walk. I would just collapse. I was, you know, fainting, vomiting, Um, just really severe stuff and you know we had not lived together before (laughs) so let me preface by saying that we were long distance in the last state we lived about two hours away from each other but would drive every weekend and so we had never even lived together before so my my poor boyfriend is you know just moving in with a girl for the first time and all of a sudden is having to deal with this huge chronic illness and so That in and of itself, having to call him while he was at school and being so afraid that I was going to die at points because, like, how excruciating of pain that I was in that I would just, like, wait to call him for so long because I was, I just didn't want to bother him. I didn't want to 
interfere with his life because there was a period of time when I felt like he didn't ask for this, you know, neither did I, but he didn't sign up for this. When he met me, I was, you know, theoretically healthy. I didn't have these problems. We could do anything and everything was quote unquote normal. And all I ever strove to be (laughs) was normal. And then he moves in with me and I fall apart. You know, I'm having to go to the emergency room all the time. Different doctors can't tell me anything. And when I was going through that period of experiencing all these things and doctors just telling me, I don't know, we can't find anything on the blood work, your EKG looks fine. I felt like I was going crazy and I felt even more guilty because I didn't feel like I could really validate that I had something going on. Like there were really times when I looked inward and was like, am I going crazy? Am I making all of this up? Am I somehow like presenting all of these physical symptoms just through like thought and it's your mind just really starts to trick you when you're experiencing this physical pain that's so severe because when you experience that but medical professionals are telling you we don't really know or we don't see anything you just kind of start to feel like you're losing your mind and so you know, again, I just felt so guilty all the time. I was constantly apologizing to him and he's the best thing that's ever (laughs) happened in my life. And so he's just been so, you know, why are you sorry? Like, what do you need? How can I help you? I just want you to feel better. He, you can just tell that he has so much empathy for me, but you know, he's in medical school and he doesn't know all the things either. So sometimes he just doesn't know how to help. And I think, for a long time, I I really questioned, <laughs> honestly, I mean, I questioned whether or not I wanted to, like, in my mind, put him through being in a relationship with me. Because, unfortunately, when you have a chronic illness, when you have an autoimmune disease or you're going through chemo or being treated for, you know, anything that's kind of so severe you you can't do all of the things all of the time and while there's so much that I can still do and others can still do there's a lot depending on the severity and your progression of things there's a lot that you can't do that maybe you could have done before and so if you're in a relationship with someone that doesn't really understand that or can't find the empathy for you I can only imagine how much worse that must feel and if you are going through that I just am so sorry because I have been so lucky to be so supported and not once has my boyfriend ever made me feel like what I had going on wasn't real all he ever wanted to do was help me feel better in whatever way he could and it's hard because it is so important in these times when we're at our weakest and most vulnerable and when we need help, it's important to have that strong, encouraging, loving support system that doesn't judge you and that doesn't ever place assumptions on you and all they do, all they want to do is help and support you instead of kind of questioning you or making you feel worse about something that you already can't control. And so, I think that if I was in a situation right now where I wasn't with my current partner or I was in a negative situation like I have been in in the past, this would be a much different and much harder experience because just his support alone has been a huge reason 
why I've still been so motivated to keep pushing for myself and him making me feel like I deserved answers and that I, you know, I shouldn't feel guilty for wanting the best for myself as far as my health goes. He was just a huge reason why I kept pushing. And so I think it's so, so important to remind yourself that just because you are sick or suffering or struggling or in pain does not mean that you do not deserve the best sort of relationships out there. And it doesn't mean that you don't deserve love and support and you should not feel guilty for asking people for help or allowing people into your lives or just letting people in. You shouldn't feel guilty talking about what's going on because when you keep that inside and if you don't have that support system or anyone to just talk to about it or tell how you're feeling about it, it can just kind of fester inside of you like an open wound and again it can affect how you feel physically as well and so something that I am trying to work on right now is making friends <laughs> because as someone in their mid-20s who just moved to a new state where I know absolutely no one it is difficult like I'm not in college anymore I cannot unfortunately have a full-time job right now which is frustrating for all kinds of reasons but in some ways that means that I'm not able to do all of the things with friends that I would normally do. I can't go out every day or weekend. I can't go on super long hikes right now because physically I, I'm just not able to and a lot of the things that friends would do together or do to meet each other you know, sometimes I'm not able to accommodate those things. But what I realized is that I was using that as an excuse. And I was also kind of telling myself, why would I bring someone into my life knowing that I'm sick? It almost felt like I was like ripping them off a little bit. Like, hey, I'm this great person, great friend, super cool. You'll love me. Oh, and by the way, I'm super sick because <laughs> it affects stuff, you know, and like we all die at one point or another. And I have lost a lot of friends at a very young age. And so that always kind of gives you this mentality of honestly, sometimes not wanting to bring a lot of people into your circle because you're very aware that everybody dies. <laughs> and so like, uh, like, I just, I feel like I have to be really honest here because I kind of just didn't want anyone to be my friend because I was like, if I die, that sucks for them. Like, <laughs> it's so crazy because I was really thinking that way. Like, what if I like make a friend and I like them so much and everything is great and then I die? Like, that would be such a dick move of me. Like, it just, like me hearing it out loud, it really does not make sense. But it's, I think other people feel that way as well. Like, I don't even... A lot of the times I feel very bad or I just won't tell my my parents the extent of every single thing going on because I know how much they worry and I don't want them to carry that weight around with them as well. But the problem <laughs> becomes is like when I'm keeping all of the heavy rocks in my backpack and not sharing them with anyone else who has an empty backpack or maybe a less full backpack or even if their backpack is already full, they're happy to take my rock and then maybe I can take one of theirs. And that was a very loose metaphor for <laughs> basically like, I just, you can't keep everything inside and you can't protect other people from your situation. Like 
that person is a thinking, breathing, functioning human being as well who has their own power of choice and who can decide things on their own. So you don't have to disclose to them right away that you're sick or that you're struggling, but if you're looking for the right supportive people in your life, throw it out there and just be like, you know, hey, I know that (laughs) we just met, but I've been kind of struggling to put myself out there and make friends because I have this going on and I never want to burden anyone, but I can do a lot of the same things. I love to hang out at home or craft or, you know, present things that you can do so that it doesn't come across like you're this person that, you know, can't do anything at all. And while I'm not saying that you should have to sell yourself or market yourself, you know, other people have stuff going on too. And so sometimes when, you know, you're looking for that empathetic person who will understand and care and listen and support you in what you have going on, a lot of the time that empathy comes from understanding suffering. So just be mindful of that as you're kind of presenting your situation to others. It's it's hard because you want them to understand and you want to be heard, but you also don't want to scare them away by saying, you know, I have all of this going on and I need you to care about me all the time <laughs> and worry about me. These are basically just the thoughts that run through my own head. And <laughs> and so I've just, you know, I, I kind of wanted to throw it out there and see if anyone else struggles with this. If anyone else who has a chronic illness or an autoimmune disease kind of feels like, a shame or a guilt around bringing new people into your life because I'm in the very early stages of what I have going on as far as, you know, my timeline. I just found out. I'm just, you know, getting ready to get a diagnosis, hopefully via a biopsy at the end of the month. And then I feel like I'll have a more concrete idea of what to expect in the future. But right now I'm just kind of in this weird place where I can't get a job because I'm about to have surgery and have to recover for four to six weeks and I also kind of feel like I shouldn't have friends for that same reason because who wants to become friends with someone and then you know have to deal with all of that but that's why I'm talking about it out loud and putting it out here on this podcast is because it sounds so silly when I say it out loud like that because good people will understand and while they might not be able to support you every step of the way in the very beginning you know (laughs) month of your friendship they can still be there for you. They're just a text away. And if they don't kind of reciprocate what you're looking for, great news, there's billions of people in the world. And so I just think it's important to, like what I'm trying to remind myself is to not stop putting myself out there and seeking opportunity and friendships and relationships with people just because I'm sick, because I keep kind of telling myself and saying to other people, if I stop doing the things now, when it's worse, what am I going to do then? If I already stop doing all of these very basic things now, like having relationships and friendships, and if I hold all of this guilt and this shame around an illness that I cannot control, it's only going to get worse as time goes on. And so, I guess I'm just here to encourage everyone today, if you have an autoimmune issue, if you have a chronic illness, if you're, you know, going through chemo or if you've battled cancer or any of these illnesses and ailments, even if it's a mental illness that, you know, affects your day-to-day life, don't ever hold this feeling like you are not worthy of human connection. Because the amazing thing is, is I am sure 
for 98.9% of you out there, if you do have something health-wise going on, there is probably someone else out there going through something very, very similar. And even though it might be harder to find them or come across that exact person, there are Facebook groups and there are online support groups and in-person support groups. And if you can connect with the right people, those are great people to have in your circle as well because they understand what you're going through. And even if they don't understand every single little detail of your life, sometimes it is easier to have a friend or a person in your life who even somewhat understands what's going on. So, Please just don't count yourself out. If you're not feeling good one day, it's okay to take that day and rest. If you can't be in public, if you're too painful, if you're too sick, it's okay. I'm not saying that you have to try to make a new friend every single day. I just want everyone to remember how important human connection is and how all of us are deserving of that because even if we're sick, even if we're not able to do all of the things, our personality and our friendship and our love and empathy for others will be enough for the right people. So that was my soapbox. I don't really know if I stayed on track. I hope I kind of did and I really hope that if you are suffering with something today, you feel a little bit less alone because there are days when you can just feel so isolated and feel like no one understands, no one wants to listen, no one gets it, and you just feel so unheard. But I'm here to tell you that I love you and I care about you and it's so important to love and care about yourself and want the best for yourself because as much as I'm trying to reframe my perspective around laziness, I'm also a firm believer that if you want something bad enough, if you want something done, if you want something changed, a lot of the times you are the one that has to go out and do it and want it. Even if it's just sitting on your couch, researching on your computer, if that's as much as you can do one day, that's awesome. But don't stop trying. Don't give up on all of the dreams and hopes of the reality that you thought that you would be able to have just because something is going on. You can alter it and you can be realistic about what you can and can't accomplish and do, but don't give up because someone out there is waiting for you to share your story because they feel alone and they're ready to give up. But if you can share that you found hope, that you found perspective, that you found the strength to just persevere regardless of your circumstances, you have the possibility to impact and change someone's life for good forever. So yeah, I feel like I just talked a lot right there, but (laughs) I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Since I am in the position I'm in right now, I really hope to be putting out a lot more podcast episodes because I've definitely gained just a lot of perspective (laughs) recently so if you guys enjoyed this episode feel free to subscribe i think you can like it or comment i'm pretty sure we're on spotify and itunes at this point or apple music or apple podcasts or whatever that looks like if you have anything that you want to share if you're looking for support leave a comment and you never know somebody might see that comment or you know reach out to you and just say, hey, I'm, I'm struggling through the same thing. Do you want to connect? And it could be the start of a great friendship. So 
If you're looking for more information on Empathy is Badass, you can check us out at www.empathyisbadass.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, Etsy, and Redbubble at this point. I am slowly but surely working on dropping some new products and especially some apparel, some positive apparel, I'd like to call it, on my website, but I'm still kind of working on getting that set up. I love Redbubble, but they do have a pretty high margin. Their hoodies are like $50, so Redbubble is just a little much, dude, but I'm working on getting some cheaper options available because I know that's not realistic for everyone, so keep an eye out for that. And remember, you do not have to be an ass to be a badass. Do whatever floats your goat. And remember, of course, last but not least, <laughs> that empathy is badass. Thanks, friends. <laughs>